Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then blue bump the glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're going to Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, everyone. This is Mrs. Atom. And I'm back. Yay. Welcome back, Mr. Atom. Yay. And welcome to the listeners. Another episode yes. of By the By. That's right. Yes. It's Wednesday again. The days are just flying by. I know. Ticking away. Yeah. Time keeps on ticking, ticking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So, uh, I guess we should talk real quick. Um, upcoming is... Friday, February 23rd, mm-hmm. we have the Pendulum Party. Uh, yeah, so pretty stoked for that. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, before that, we have one of our Sex Ed in the City classes. So it's going to be a busy, busy, busy night. It's uh, Blowjob and Cock Massage. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, That's always a fun one. I love that should ex- get us ready for, uh, for the Pendulum Party. <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be a fun evening. It'll be busy and... Hopefully lots of people come out and join us, and there'll be lots of good interactions. Yes. Yay. Yeah, sexy interactions. Um, do we have anything else that's uh, coming up in the not-too-distant future? No, I think that's the main thing. That yeah. um, the Tonight, as you're listening to this podcast, we'll be at uh, Rule 34 Club. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't already have tickets, it's too late to get tickets. They are sold out. Um, but next time, it's usually the first Wednesday of every month, mm-hmm. so... It's uh, pretty badass. It's always a fun show. Yes. I'm being blinded by the light. I thought you might break into song there for a moment. Blinded by the light. All right. There we are. I closed the blinds. Is that better? <clears throat> yes, much better. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm settled, we can get this party going. Excellent. All right. So this week, we're going to talk about Mr. Adam's Week Away. Ooh. So let's start with with you, with what happened to you. Okay. So you were in Europe. You yep. were in the Amsterdam area. Yep. I was in the Amsterdam area. Yeah. So tell us about it. Um, yeah. I mean, if you've never been to Amsterdam, you should bloody go to Amsterdam. Uh, it's it's an amazing city. Mm-hmm. Uh, extremely old. Uh, but yeah, all kinds of, like, it's the capital of debauchery, I would say, but mm-hmm. in a good way. Um, it is a very fun city. Yeah, so went up there. Uh, the second, the first night, I slept like an absolute baby. It was amazing. It's like, yay, no jet lag. The second night, I woke up at uh, three in the morning and just could, or two thirty, and could not fall asleep. Uh, so, what do you do at two thirty in the morning when you can't sleep? You open grinder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, so just so happened, found a guy in the same hotel. Um, and it was one of those, you know, he's attractive and he thought I was attractive. So let's just get together. So mm-hmm. yeah, went upstairs, played with him. Um, I mean, nothing to, it was just convenient and, uh, yeah. he was cute and from Amsterdam. So that was, you know, kind of nice. Um, yeah, that was, that's basically. That, that's one way to handle jet lag. Yeah. And, and <laughs> afterwards I went back downstairs and I slept like a little baby. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah, but that was that was fun. Uh, he was uh, very playful and and sweet. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, that was that was that day. And then really the only other exciting thing uh, went and stayed. Well, actually, two other exciting things. Spent a, uh, a day in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and during that day, uh, just so happens one of our listeners uh, lives about an hour outside of Amsterdam, and. He and I had been messaging back and forth a bit and said, like, hey, why don't we get together and, and 
in a bar in the red light district. I mean, because of course, why not? <laughs> uh, and let's you know sit and chat for a while. So that was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it's always fun to meet people. Uh, period. Full stop. Then it's always fun to meet people who listen to the podcast. And it's even add to that is people who, you know, when you're halfway across the world on the other side of yeah. the earth to meet somebody who listens to the podcast, it's very humbling. Um, but yeah, it's been, a, I, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half or so uh, in a bar just chatting. And it was great and uh, really interesting, fun conversation. Uh, really, really nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nice guy. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, it's always good when you can do that. You can meet up with people and. Yeah, and I, I love doing and when, that. And when you find out that our listeners are nice people, that's always a good thing as well. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's yeah. a that's a win win win. Yeah. So in the end, it was a, a really great time, really great conversation. Hopefully, he got as much out of it as as I did. Um, yeah, it was it was a good time. Mm-hmm. It, it was very sweet. He did tell me over text because I hugged him as as we were. Uh, uh, going our separate ways. Yeah. And then he messaged me and told me I smelled very nice. Which Aww. I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I, it's called I take a shower. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and that night, of course, uh, it was, it was I, w- I had a goal. I, had a, I was a man with a mission because that happened to be our anniversary, our mm-hmm. wedding anniversary. Um, and of course, we were halfway around the world and I was like I am going to find a sex worker one, I'm going to window shop and I'm going to go into one of the rooms with the ladies behind the windows yeah that was my goal mm-hmm. um, I spent the next that night in the rain almost sleet Ugh. almost snow yay for um, winter in Amsterdam <laughs> tell me about it um, I spent the next two hours window shopping and honestly my, the issue I just couldn't get past major issues like um Ninety percent of the girls were smoking in the windows, mm-hmm. um, and then there's, you know, I would say forty to sixty percent of the girls, about half, um, were on their phones the entire time. I was gonna and say I saw a lot of that there. They're not even paying attention yeah. to you. So it's like, look, if you're not interested, I'm not interested, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the way I look at it is, it's your job, um, and I am forced to smile and I interact with customers, so I'm forced to smile and and try to try to engage the customers and make them feel like they want the product that I'm trying to sell them. I feel like the ladies should have to do the same. Um, I tend to agree. You know, and, yeah. and basically... Because the it's la- not sexy to sit there and watch someone on the phone no. when they ultimately want you to come and interact with them, but they're not doing anything to draw you in. And ultimately, I get it. I'm sure they see trillions of people every yeah. week. Um, and that's that's fine. But it's it goes back to that thing that I used to say, um, whenever you work retail the the a customer may come up to you and ask you where the bathroom is and it may be the millionth time you've heard that question that week but it's the first time that that customer's asked it yeah. and it's the same sort of thing when you're window shopping it's your it close to your first time of 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 looking at the product for lack of a better st- statement yeah. um i would like them to interact a, li- a bit more with me so the long and short of it is i wondered and wondered and wondered around and it was just I wasn't interested in anything that I saw. Um, I tried to go into the place that has the um, revolving bed. It's the last live sex peep show mm-hmm. um, in in Amsterdam. But every time I went in there, it's like it's I think it's twelve or fourteen doors, and it's in a big circle. And inside, there's you put your two dollar coin in, and a window drops down, and you get I don't know X number of minutes to watch a couple have sex or a lady masturbate. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're actually there doing it in real time. Uh, but every time I went in there, uh, the line was like three or four people deep. I'm like, okay, I've done this before. I don't need to do it again. Right. So I wasn't really interested in that. So what's a boy to do? What does a boy do? I have a pretty good guess. Well, he happens. It's not grinder. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he happened to stumble upon a, uh, a sauna. A gay sauna in uh, Amsterdam, mm-hmm. uh, like literally a stone's throw from the hotel. Awesome. So I uh, went in there, and you know, the first sign of something interesting was when I walked in, I think it was three or four people in front of me to go in, which you, I mean, you might see one person ahead of you to go in. What time of night was this? Uh, 11 p.m. Okay. Uh, so it was still early ish. Yeah. Um, and so. You know, I go in, 
very different than than many of the saunas I've been to before in that uh, it was typically more expensive because everything in Europe or in Amsterdam is expensive because of the euro. Right. I mean, it's, it sounds cheap because, oh, look, it's only 20 bucks to get in. But then you do the conversion, you're like, holy shitballs. Um, but it was tw- about 20 euro to get in. They give you a free drink token so you can get a, a wine, a beer, or um, Coke or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they give you a, a key, but it's on a bracelet. And the bracelet also has like an RFID chip in it. So you can pay for future drinks like Smart. that. Yeah. Which I'm convinced that's what local places should do. Because a lot of the local places have where you can order drinks and whatnot. And yeah. admittedly, I have no idea how they do it. I think they take your room number. Locker number. Your, your, I'm sorry, yeah. Your locker number and that's how they charge it. But I've never actually ordered yeah. food or drink in any sauna because you're there for other things yes not snack time (laughs) well snack time but a different kind of snack time indeed um so yeah so uh go in the lockers were the locker area was ginormous it was similar i would have said to wet on wellington Mm -hmm. uh but there was tons of guys in the locker area both getting ready or both disrobing, re-robing, or just sitting on their phones kind of you know, perusing. Mm-hmm. So I dress down and then immediately look out um, or go out into the main sauna area, and they've got this fake outdoor area. So it's it's got lights, but they're still kind of dim, but it's okay. clearly an outdoorsy okay. area, but it's inside, and it is huge. I have no idea how to describe how big it is, but um, it had chase lounges, Mm -hmm. chase lounges. I think I counted probably four rows of 12 chase chases. Some of them had tables in between so you could set your drinks on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there was, that was also the area where the bar was. And then also another area about a third of the size of the whole area that was a smoking room that was glassed off. Because, you know, Amsterdam, everywhere, sm- right. everyone smokes in Amsterdam. So even in the middle of the night, it was still pretty bright in there then, would you say? It was still pretty bright, yes. Yeah. Uh, I would have said maybe sunset bright. Okay. But for a sauna, that's, that's crazy. That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. So um, immediately I'm taken aback at how many people are here. Because I'm used to the saunas here, which even, you know, listening to listening to the gentleman and you talk about uh, 357 on last week's episode... It was funny because I know he thought 357 was really busy, but I was like, ah, you know, it was it was average. You know, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it busier. I've seen it quieter. But this place was covered up with people. What I would be curious to know, which there's no way for us to know, is how many of those are tourists going through would love and how many are locals. But at the same time, it's probably going to be a similar level of busy most of the time, I would imagine. I would think so. I mean, yeah. admittedly, too, this was a, a Saturday night. Okay. So Saturday nights tend to be the busiest. Mm-hmm. And and that time, I would say, for most saunas that I've been to in the past, 11 o'clock is right when it starts getting, yeah. you know, you know, you're getting hot. Mm-hmm. Because you've got the guys, I would say, assuming, especially in Amsterdam, you've got the guys that really aren't maybe interested in the women, but they're interested in going out and that there's there's so much sex in the air. Mm-hmm. Many of the shops are closed are closing or closed down by that time. So what do you do before you go home or go to bed or go to your hotel? The sauna right. is a logical choice. So I wandered through I wandered through there and it was really you know it was kind of cool because this was different than most saunas in um, New Zealand and and um, Australia, in that there was a lot of conversation going on. There was a lot of guys just laying back. Everybody had a towel on, yeah. but laying back and chit-chatting and just kind of socializing, which is not something you see. It was almost like a swingers club in that way, uh-huh. that there was this was an area where people were socializing and, and just talking and drinking and kind of chill and relax, which I was really kind of surprised about that. Did you like that or not? Just different? I didn't really even pay attention to okay. it because I'm, I think... I was so used to way to the way for me saunas normally are yeah. that it was it was anachronistic. So right. it's like, well, this doesn't belong. I'm sorry, you just unbuttoned your top button and now your it boobs a, are all hanging out. It was a little tight. Now, now I mean, now I have nothing. I can't. <laughs> gonna have I trouble to, paying I attention now. Girls breathe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Back on focus. Back on focus. So. 
walking through the walking through the the this sort of social area you then would uh, you turn left and go down this nice long hallway on that hallway there was a a spa that was larger than our dining room table with probably 12 to 16 guys in it with oh, wow. a space for maybe six more jeez that would have been large fucking huge it's I love these, the, all these saunas are similar in that I'm always like, where the fuck did you find this hot tub? That is the largest <laughs> hot tub I think I've ever seen. Uh, and each time there's always, the next one is a bigger a hot tub. Bigger, yeah. <laughs> uh, up until now, Wet, Wet on Wellington was the largest spa I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. This one now was probably half again as big. Jeez. That's huge. Crazy. I mean, amazing, but yeah, crazy. Yeah. So then you walk on down, huge shower area. Probably six shower stalls, four toilets, and uh, I'll I'll come back to this. We'll find out later. The wet sauna, the mm-hmm. wet spa, wet sauna. Is it? I guess sauna, because there's wet and dry. And then, but if you pass that on right now, then you have the dry sauna. All of them had windows, kind of looking in. The showers were all glass, so you, there was no hiding. Uh, so then you turn the corners, and most of these places, most of this place did not have doors on their little rooms. They had a few little rooms, not a lot. And for its size, I felt like there wasn't a lot of play area, really. Mm-hmm. And for the amount of guys in there, because there were guys everywhere. Uh, the rooms that did have doors, you kind of crawled up into the room, which I kind of like that. That's kind of cool because there's you don't just walk in there. You had to crawl up, and then you had this little hobbit-sized door that you could close. <laughs> but most of them already had a guy laying in there kind of very much mirroring the red light district and the women in the door in the windows which i I sort of love that kind of so it's the men in the doors instead of the women in the windows yeah exactly it's kind of cool uh the then there was a um a uh a glory hole like four rooms that were glory holes with a hallway down the middle of them a very small hallway Mm -hmm. that could access all four rooms and then there was maybe one or two other rooms and then the um, many of the rooms had rather than a door, they would have, I'll say a beaded curtain, but it was more cut vinyl. So okay. like when you drive through a car wash, the, the things that scrape across yeah. the top of your car like that. So not a lot of private spaces. I would have said, I probably saw a hundred hundred to 120 guys in this whole sauna. And there was probably play space for, there's probably 20 rooms, mm-hmm. which was there more public play space yes. or was it just okay because my question is you know is it more public play space um was it that people just it's kind of like wait your turn like talk to people and whatever until a space opens up it's a little from both i think or just like play wherever you could find a spot and there was some kind of that because like there, there was guys i mean the, hot because i stopped and watched them for a while there was two guys having sex right in the middle of the hallway basically. i was wondering about that yeah uh it was just this little bitty sort of alcove near the glory holes and there was a, a line of guys watching mm-hmm. and you know that's just that was it's it's really this place was different in that it very much was i mean saunas typically are built for purpose just yeah. you said it last last episode they're built for purpose but this one was it was clear that you had, these many of these guys had one job and they just wanted to fuck um that was it um so i wandered around there then there was this the dark area the black area mm-hmm. which i typically do, do not like uh, and the gentleman uh, listening to him last episode put it perfectly. Uh, the new hashtag of, of the moment is hashtag porno mosh pit. I love um, that phrase. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he called it that, it's like, that's perfect. It's yeah. absolutely correct. It's a, it's just a sex mosh pit. So I went in and it was just bright enough to, to get sort of a layout of the room. And you could see silhouettes of guys. When I first walked in, there's a, a seating or a, a mat to the right that was about the size of, of our table, our, our dinner table, and it had three guys on it naked, it, it just presenting their ass doggy style. That's it. So they were there to be fucked. That was, mm-hmm. that's what they wanted. Then if you look to your left, you had these high seats, high up seats that you could hop in that somebody could go down on you without really having to bend over that gotcha. far. They could just lean over That's and go down cool. on you. Yeah, which was nice. Then there was the rest, the other two walls were low seats so that you guys could walk up to you if you were sitting down and you could go down on them. Mm-hmm. So then there was a column basically in the middle of the room. So I walked up and leaned against the column because I sort of wanted to get this feeling and, and see the room. And 
I was like, I really liked the, I liked the room because it was, which is uncharacteristic for me. And I'm not sure this was at the end of my trip. It was a very highly sexualized trip only because there was no sex other than the first night with the first guy, but there were, you're surrounded by sex. Right. You know, we did a lot of shopping at fetish markets. We did, um, you know, everywhere you look, there's Mm -hmm. sex everywhere. So I was liking this, this sexual tension that was in this room. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get in the sauna because I've been in the heat or I'm sorry, in the heat, the, the, the dry, uh, inside heating, the dry uh, sauna, the dry, no, well, I had been in the heat, like in oh, hotels, I see what you're saying. the you're air saying, was so dry because the yeah. heat was on okay. uh, because it was so cold outside. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to get in the wet sauna and actually breathe, you know, get some moisture in my body. Mm-hmm. So went and sat in there and it, again, it was fucking huge. I had never seen a wet sauna as big as as this one it was probably uh it was a big circle that you could walk through in the there was like this big area in the middle like so like a donut but walking around was maybe 10 steps by 15 steps by 10 steps okay you know it was huge yeah so tiered Seating. I sat on the top tier and thought, I'm going to do something completely out of character for me. I'm just going to sit here and uh, naked. And if anybody wants to touch me, I'm not going to say no. Just to just to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do that and guys that walk by. sounds like by. a fun game. It is. It's, it's a weird game because you're in control. It's, it's funny. And listening to the gentleman talk, he's right. You're in control, but it's also this wonderful feeling of not being in control. Mm-hmm. It, you feel like you're not safe. But at the same time, you know that you're perfectly safe. Yeah. Because if one person starts to be a problem, there is 50 other people around you that will stop that. Because that's not what needs to happen. That's not what they want to happen. So I, uh, I sat up there and a couple guys came up and a couple guys started going down on me a little. And, but it gets funny because it's like, it's like television. It's like a commercial. Somebody will go down on you for 30 seconds and then they'll move on. Mm. And, you know, or they'll just you know, hand job for a little while and then they'll just move on. And that's... Really kind of cool and kind of nice. Uh, and if I'm, I'm assuming that if somebody I was like, oh, I'm really interested in you, then you would have that communication of do you want to go out and you know right. whatever. So, so this is kind of like a teaser, taster kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do I want more of this? Do I not? So I am. Um, I sat in there for probably 15 minutes, as long as I could take it. And finally, I was starting to get like I was melting. It was mm-hmm. so warm. So I left there. And then went back to the black room because at this point I'm like raging erection. I am ready to fuck something. <laughs> uh, which again, constant listeners will know that's an odd thing for me to say, uh, especially with men, because I am always a bottom, always. And there's a lot of reasons why, but but it's just other than just enjoying it. But I get into this. I went. I was like, I'm going to go back to the to the dark area. So I go back to the dark area, grab um, a condom. And I'm standing in the dark area. And then I sort of noticed that I don't think many of these guys are using condoms. Oh. Uh, Further inspection, you're looking at it. And unless they're putting condoms on where I can't see them do it. And the condoms are all outside of this room, as you might imagine, because Uh it's pitch black in here. You'd never find them. But you would see guys come in and then they would just fuck one of the guys and then leave. And... So unless they're putting it on and taking it off outside of yes. the room. Then you never really saw them. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, okay. So I went out and grabbed another condom. Because <laughs> <laughs> if one is good, two is better, right? Double, double glove. <laughs> so I double gloved. So I put both condoms on, and uh, I just walked up to the first guy that was there. I still, I mean, all I know him for the rest of his life is just as an ass. And I used his ass, and <laughs> I, that, I mean, it was great. And I sound, I'm, I, I'm listening to myself horrified because this is so out of character for me. I am such not that person who just fucks something and goes, um, which was part of the reason I didn't want to go to the ladies in the window. Uh-huh. Weird. So my then, to, to, to kind of make it worse, so, you know, fucked the dude and and had a guy who had his hand like very grippily on my ass sort of air quotes helping me fuck this dude uh by pushing my ass into him which oh sure that's fine that's it didn't really bother me either way mm-hmm. um and then i pull out and the second i pull out i'm starting to take the condom off another guy grabbed my hips turned me to go down on me 
Ah. I'm like, no, I don't even like watching that kind of porn. Um, I don't like the straight ass to mouth. That yeah. is, and especially if you don't know the people and ugh. anyway, look, whatever floats your boat, that's fine. But that did not float my boat. So I kind of pushed him away and I, I just left. Um, so yeah, I went back out to the area, to the locker area. Uh, and about that time I was starting to just be exhausted. So I basically got dressed, packed up and left. I think I was there the whole time for about an hour and a half. Okay. That's pretty good. So it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's one of those things that it's not an everyday thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's an every week thing, but as an every other week thing, I'd be happy to go. I, I enjoy the sauna experience. I really do. There's something, and again, listening to you and the gentleman talk about it, you guys touched on all the stuff that I like about it. And I think the things that I really like about it are the things that he's not too keen on is it's extremely predatory. Mm-hmm. And there's something really, again, there's something nice to feel like prey in a safe place. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And that's you, it makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to be hunted and nice to be followed. And, you know, it's nice to when you say some, no thank you to somebody and they listen to it. They leave you alone. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, yeah, really, it was it was a good time. And I was actually very glad to go. I was very glad to, to experience it and compare it to, you know, the saunas that we have here back home. Yeah, it's interesting to hear the difference between the two. And... You know, not just the location itself, but the clientele and the interaction between people. It was really, I was really impressed. I mean, the place was kind of grimy, but it was also clearly a lot older than any of the places that Mm -hmm. I've gone to here. It was, it it was. Which I would expect. Yeah. Yeah. It it had been around for for quite a while. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it. That's cool. It's good to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then uh, here I am back home. Yay. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) So while you were away, uh, that week I ended up at our secret spot on Thursday night, Friday night, (laughs) and Saturday night. (laughs) Yes, but you were working Friday night. (laughs) Friday night I was. So, yes, so Thursday I went um, because I like going on Thursdays. Thursdays are great. Yeah, it's you never really know if it's going to be busy or not. Sometimes there may only be two or three couples, um, and then sometimes there could be six, seven, eight couples, and you just really never know. So it, and and they both have their positives, you know, um, whether there's a few or or more. Uh, but I would say that particular Thursday, there were. Five to seven couples, I'm guessing. That's a lot for um, a Thursday. Of course, it was the long holiday weekend also, as well. That's so that was mention. like a Friday, right? Yeah, it? so it was a long holiday weekend. Friday was a holiday here. Uh, and yeah, it was just, um, and, and I could be wrong on the numbers, but it, it was somewhere right around there. Uh, and that night, I ended up not playing. There were a lot of people that I interacted with, some very nice couples. And I'm not really sure why I didn't play because I left and I was like but I kind of liked them but you know yeah just didn't happen I was just really enjoying the, the conversation and, and being around people in a, a more sexy environment and that yeah. kind of thing you know that's so um, helps yeah and then Friday was the holiday which again you never really know how it's going to be if it's going to be busy or not especially because it, it was Australia Day weekend and so for those listeners in the United States, it's a bit like Fourth of July. Uh, it's a big picnic day. There's a lot of drinking. There's fireworks. I don't know an equivalent in Europe. I'm sure, there's <laughs> something, <laughs> but you get the idea. Um, and so you never really know: is it going to be busy, or is everybody going to be so tired from yeah, being gonna... outside in the hot sun, partying all day, that they're just not going to want to go out? Um, but it actually ended up being quite a busy night. And that was really exciting. And I was I was working there uh, that night to help them out a little bit. And basically, I gave tours for the first three hours. I think <laughs> just crazy <laughs> because it was it was there were I think around twenty one couples, some single females, but everybody was spaced out well enough that you know it was just that tour you couldn't after do batches, tour yeah. after tour, yeah. And and seventeen of the couples, something like that, like a vast majority of the couples were new. 
Jeez. And there were people that were traveling through Sydney, um, so some from overseas, out of state, just different places. Some were from the Sydney area but had never been before. So it, really there were so many new people. Many of those, I would say, were new to like a swingers club and kind of swinging in general or the idea of it as opposed to just they've been to clubs elsewhere, traveling through, wanted to check it out kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it was just so busy with, with new people. And like I said, I was working the first bit. And so it was a lot of tours and just kind of helping people get acquainted with the club. And, uh, had a lot of people asking what's expected, that kind of thing. So on the tours, I would try to guide them and let them know what's expected and how do you break the ice with couples and you know the massage tables and the spa are good kind of intermediate if you've been talking to somebody and and we've you know talked about it on our intro to swingers clubs ones before and so just trying to give them some help like that and some tips um but I still noticed whenever I would walk through the front lounge rooms people were interacting a lot there was a lot of talk amongst people but you could see the nerves and you could see that everybody was how do I take that next step? You know, I'm kind of interested. And, and so, of course, we brought out Naughty Jenga. Such a great icebreaker for people there because it does get clothing off because I think, you know, one of them is to remove an item of clothing. One of them is to kiss somebody, uh, which there was a little bit of guy-on-guy kissing, which was really exciting. I might have stopped to watch that for a moment. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a great way to kind of, especially with so many new people, to get that interaction going and to get some some touch happening between people. Uh, and then eventually... Uh, there, somebody got the spa action going, and because I was wondering how long it would take for that to happen, and somebody did eventually go up. It was a little later than normal; it was probably twelve-ish before somebody went up. That is late. But as soon as one went up, like everybody went up to the spa area, and so it ended up being a bit of Caligula up there in the spa massage tables. There were just people and bodies, and it was really hot. Um, both temperature-wise and to just sit back and watch, because there was, at that point, I think the sexual tension had been building up downstairs. Yeah. And then just as soon as that was broken just a little bit, then it was like... Like a sexy pressure cooker. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, because there was... Most people, I would have said, were in that spa massage room, massage table area. A few couples in the shackle room. Petite room door was closed. Um... Oddly, the orgy room, there was nobody on the bed, but there were a few couples in the jacuzzi tub. And so, I I mean, that's a fun place for us to play. I like group play up in the orgy room. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed that there wasn't anyone on the bed. <laughs> you should but, just you lay know. there like snow angel style. And just <laughs> <laughs> this is all mine. This is my space. No, go away. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, it was fun, though. It was interesting to just walk around and, and see how... Because there were so many new people, you know, how that, the interactions were and everything. And, and it was it was good to see once that the tension was finally cut and, and people started playing. Um, yeah, and then I was back on Saturday night. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That was, as you mentioned, that was our anniversary. So the gentleman was kind enough to step in and go with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you, gentlemen. You look like you're going to say something. Well, it's just funny because uh, when we realized that, that that Saturday was a glow party night and that I was going to be out of town and that the gentleman could go 
mm-hmm. take you to our secret spot. I texted him in our group chat. Mm-hmm. I texted him and said, uh, have fun fucking my wife on our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> And I did not mean that negatively at all. No. And uh, I know that he said that he spit out whatever he was drinking <laughs> uh, from laughter. But yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was glow party, and that that's. I mean, you know, not only did I want to go with him and and yeah, just celebrate our anniversary, um, but it was glow party night, and glow party is always a fun one. You know, we've we've talked about it endlessly on here. It's just. It's fun to find things that glow and to go there, and it's just a good icebreaker. You've got the paints. It's always fun to see what designs people come up with and creativity, and yeah, it's a such a great night. Uh, so we went out and got a bite to eat before going because you know, don't want to go to the Swingers Club hungry. Don't go <laughs> on an empty stomach. No, do you don't want to be hangry at the, at the Swingers Club. No. So yeah, we went and got a, a bite to eat first. And uh, oh, before we even got there, he when he came here beforehand before we left, he wasn't. He had on a shirt that he thought was going to glow, but he wasn't one hundred percent sure. And I I was pretty sure it would as well. So we took him back in the closet. We've got a little black light that we bought to test things with. So I took him back in the closet and I was like, "Come in the closet with me." And he just kind of looked at me. It's <laughs> like I want to make sure you glow. <laughs> Did he glow? He glowed. Because <laughs> um, if he didn't, I was going to give him something of yours to wear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he did glow, so it was all good. Uh, but anyway, so eventually we got to OSS after dinner and everything. And the night started off really slow, which again, it was a Saturday of the holiday long weekend. But with Friday night so busy, I just wasn't sure what it was going to be like. Yeah, because you guys were taking pictures and texting them to me when I was in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, you would take these pictures. I'm like, I'm looking at the time going, there should be more people at the club. And you guys are... It was, well, I was going to say, I think when we did the took the pictures, it was in that 8.45. Oh, okay. I thought it was later. It was not quite 9 o'clock yet. Because when we took the last picture, I, I was just sending it to you, I think, when the next couple came in. Because we were the first ones there. Okay. Um, and so I was just sending it to you when they came in. And I was very cognizant of, I need to get my phone put away kind of thing. Um, so that's what I was like, all right, bye-bye. Phone away. Um, but yeah, so the first couple came in and we sat down and talk, started talking to them in the, the front lounge rooms and it, it did take a little while for people to start coming in, but then it did eventually pick up and it ended up being a, a busier night than Friday night was. Um, not quite as many new people though, still some, but yeah, there were a lot more regulars than on, on Saturday night for glow party. Um, but yeah, so the gentleman and I were, were talking to some folks in the, the front lounge rooms and... It was a another interesting mix of people, both some of whom had been before. Uh, there were still quite a few travelers coming in from out of town. Uh, there was one couple that had a weekend pass, so they had been there on Friday night and then came back on Saturday night. Uh, and I actually failed to mention that. There was a couple there on Thursday who came again on Friday night, which was really good to see them again. And on Friday night, he put two and two together that they follow us on Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you're Angela, right? And I was like, yes. Which, I mean, I'd met them on Thursday night. But, yeah. yeah, so he finally put two and two together. That was fun. Um, and But, yeah, so anyway, so Saturday night, though, when the gentleman and I were just kind of talking to people in the front lounge room, and the paint came out, of course, the glow paint. And uh, so then some, a few people were painting on each other, and I had on a white dress that I did not want to get paint on, because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's okay, but that I did not want to get paint on. So I, was, I told him, I was like, I'm going to go dress down into just bra and panties, and they were red, and I knew they would glow. So I was like, I'm going to go dress down, and then we can pull out the paint and start doing some painting on each other, and maybe some others. And so he went with me down to the locker room. I changed. He dressed down as well. He got down to some nice little undies that he bought when you two went shopping mm-hmm. between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, so then we went back up to the, the front lounge room, sat down and started talking to people again, and never got back to the paint. So we actually never really painted on That's each other. That's funny. <laughs> uh, you did paint something on him, like happy anniversary. No, we wrote happy foversary. Happy foversary, yes. But that was at the very beginning. That was funny as hell. Yeah, that was at the very, very beginning. We sent you a picture of that. Yeah. Um, but after that, but the, you know, that was before everybody okay. really got there. So how did, like, 
I'm curious how the people responded to, because I know one of the common questions is, how long have you guys been together or how long yeah. have you guys been doing this? That's like, we hear that every time we go, I think from every single couple. Uh-huh. Um, so how did you guys respond and then how did people respond to your response? So interestingly, we didn't get asked that a lot. Uh, at first when he had the happy faux-versary, because it did eventually come off and everything, but at first when he did have that on, people would kind of look at it, and I told him, I was like, nobody else is going to get it but us. And so we had a few people ask about that, or you could see him looking, and so then we would explain and we would say, you know, that it was my and your anniversary, but you were overseas, and so he was, you know, he's basically the boyfriend filling in kind of thing. Uh, and everybody just thought it was great. Uh, cool, yeah. good. Yeah, you know, once you explained it, and it was just a very quick explanation. It doesn't yeah. take much, and and then people were kind of like, "Oh, okay, that's cool," you know. And so. any of the regulars that knew us were they there that you had to explain? No, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good. It was and it, it was fun. It's a, and that's a good icebreaker too because yeah. again, it's and it. You know, it's it's a fun place, and it's some place that I want to be, even if you're gone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I understand that completely. Because when you were overseas, I spent many nights there. Yeah. Um, I was working behind the bar because it's a little stranger for a single guy to be wandering around there. Yeah, you're not but, allowed. But I was happy to I was happy to help <laughs> behind the bar. But you can work. Yeah. Yeah, and, and be social and strip beds and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was just funny because we never did get back to the paint it would just yeah once we started talking to people again and and admittedly there was a lot of sexual tension between us and i wanted to get him upstairs so no sexual tension between you and the gentleman color me shocked i'll tell you you learn something every day i know so yeah as as i'm surprised you hadn't mounted him already like as a pre before we go to the club (laughs) let's 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 just get one out well we, we didn't have time to do that and eat dinner (laughs) <laughs> priorities so we were we were saving, adulting is hard we were saving it up but you know i love it that way we could put on a good show at the club um and i bet you did yeah so yeah after uh <laughs> it did again it didn't take very long we were just kind of sitting there and i was like and it was late enough i felt like we had waited that's right an it appropriate, was we had waited an appropriate <laughs> amount of time no it was later than that it was probably <laughs> 10 10 30 Probably not 10.30, but it was probably, it was at least 10, I would say. That's that's about the time that you start to be like, get Nancy. Hey, I'm Nancy. Someone needs to get into my pantsy. Uh, yeah. So I, I asked him if he wanted to go upstairs to play. And I, to everyone that was sitting around, was like, we're going to go upstairs now. You know, if anybody wanted to come, they're more than welcome to join. Um, nobody did immediately. So we went upstairs. And I'm. I'm a little fuzzy on this one, but I'm pretty sure that there was a couple already in the orgy room on the far side of the bed by the showers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure there was already somebody there. But we went in and um, kind of took started on one side of the, the orgy room there. And, of course, we started making out and just we really did take our time and just kind of start to play and explore and that kind of thing. And I know that there were some people that kind of came in and out around peripherally. Um, And at some point I was going down on him and I know that somebody came and laid down on the bed next to him. I'm kind of fuzzy because I was so focused on him. I don't know if he had other interactions with people or if it was just they were watching. I have no idea. Lucky him. (laughs) So I just kind of everybody else faded away and I would look up every now and again or you'd see someone out of the corner of your eye and and so I knew that there were people around and there were others on the bed eventually um but yeah we really took a lot of time to 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 play and to explore and 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 he's fun to tease so yeah that was fun (laughs) poor guy wicked grin you have and once again you've lowered two more buttons I think so your your boobs are about to smack into the microphone no they're not they're far away it's fine. It's all relative. <laughs> no, I'm not complaining. I'm just mesmerized. Yeah. Well, by the end, the, the dress is going to come off, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, after being up in the orgy room for a while, and, and it did start to really get busy after a bit, um, we kind of decided we, we need a break. We need to hydrate a little bit. Because, <laughs> you know, just water is a good thing. So we went downstairs uh, and had some water, Stood around the little bar area in that hallway, talking to a few people that had come in, and and uh, 
went back up to the front lounge rooms just to kind of do a walkthrough and see who's around still, where, and, and it was quite busy upstairs everywhere at that point. Uh, so that was really, really fun to kind of watch a little bit. Um, and then late, well, I thought it was fairly late anyway, a new couple comes in, which, you know, for a new couple to come in, it was probably 1230 or so. Wow, yeah. And then it was like, okay, well, that's, um, yeah, was, and I, I was just trying to figure out why would you wait so late to come in and then come to find out they'd been to a concert beforehand. Ah. Uh, and so, but they the still wanted Foo to. Fighters. But they still wanted to come to the Swingers Club. That's awesome. Good for them. <laughs> yes. So, yay for having priorities <laughs> and still saying, I want to go even if it's late. That's uh, awesome. Because it can be hard to come in new. And, and we told them, because there was another couple there as well who were regulars. And so the six of us were kind of standing around talking, and we were like, you know, most of the socializing, it's, it's done. I mean, socializing time is done. Yeah. Fucking time has already there's, started. There's still some socializing, but it's less of that get-to-know-you yeah. at that point. Um, and so, you know, and fortunately they were uh, outgoing enough and just really nice people and and they seemed very positive and enthusiastic so i don't think that really bothered them a lot it was more just like okay well then what do we do kind of you know uh so we kind of talked to them for a short little bit and then the other regular guy it was awesome he was just like well if you're gonna play tonight you need to go upstairs and do it And so they went upstairs, and we went upstairs after them. Admittedly, I wanted to watch more than anything just to see what would happen. And so, yeah, the six of us, we all go upstairs to the orgy room. And there were some other folks in there still. Uh, And the male of the new couple, he lay on the bed first, and his wife went to go down on him, and then they were directed, you know, move a little closer. And, and, and we were all watching and, and it was just, uh, there was a lot of interaction between them and the regular couple. Mm -hmm. And at first I was just kind of standing back and watching the gentleman was as well. And then somehow, I don't know, it just, you know, how you get sucked in sometimes quite literally. (laughs) There's a pun there. (laughs) And, and so the six of us all just kind of started interacting and playing, um, even though that wasn't exactly my intention when I went up there. It wasn't a bad thing. It was quite enjoyable. Um, and I know, you know, at one point, as, as, again, with them being new and then not having really had a lot of interactions, there was a lot of, of conversation and um, nonverbal cues and well, as well yeah. when we were up there playing. Was it um, their first time to the club period? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I think the first time to a swingers club. They had wow. they had um, seen other swingers and had other interactions, but I'm going to guess like through RHP online stuff, but not at a club environment. Gotcha. More one-on-one. Yeah. And so, again, not knowing what their rules and boundaries were, the gentleman at some point, he asked her, he said, can I fuck you? And she said, yes, but we need to check with my husband. So we look over at him, and he's vehemently nodding, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so he he does. And you know, it was just that whole kind of wonderful dance of, I love it. Yeah. of the, the six people kind of interacting and just, you know, again, with whatever's there, whoever's there, you know, and um, and then, yeah, that was we had the 30 the minute warning. Um, apparently, we now get a 30 minute warning instead of a five minute warning. Because <laughs> whenever they give us the five minute warning, we're like, yeah, 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 sure. We'll be down in 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, so we did get that and then eventually wrap things up before uh, by it. closing time. And it was good. It was really nice. Uh, admittedly, I didn't. I didn't have expectations, but earlier, if you'd asked me when the gentleman and I first went up to play, if we would be there still at 3 a.m., I would have said no. Yeah. And, but it's just how things go. And I, and, just, I love that because yeah. it's, it's often like that. You know, yeah. we say very, very commonly, we're not going to be out late. We're not going to be out late. And then the next thing you know, we're catching a cab at 3 in the morning. Yeah. And like, well, I, I mean... Technically, it's not too late. It's, it's actually really early. It's early now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we passed, we're not out late. Yeah. We're out early. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I almost forgot this part, but the the new female, yeah. she was, um, I would have I would have said bisexual, but at least well along the scale somewhere. And at one point during the play, she's like, can I go down on you? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, let me lay back here for a moment. <laughs> so that was awesome. That was fun. Um that's funny. But yeah, so we did eventually leave, you know, in, around the, the three o'clock in the morning mark and came home. Gentlemen stayed the night. So that was a lot of fun because then at like eight in the morning, I get this, hey, 
hey. And starts rubbing me. Oh, and... good. I'm glad it was I'm glad it was him doing it to you because usually it's the other way around. Usually it's you doing it to... Yeah. I, yeah. Well, what's funny about this... I actually this... don't think that he said hey, but he did start the rubbing and the kind of like pulling me closer and... It's really yeah. funny because normally that this is one of those weird situations and normally that's you doing it to me. Uh-huh. But when he and I have slept together... And either you've gotten up earlier, or he, or it's you've been when you've been away when he spent the night with me. It was me doing it to him, and now it was him doing and it to me. And now him's doing it. To yeah. You. So it's it's this yeah. it's this love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So he woke me up. Um, we had some playtime again in the morning. Awesome. I think we went and used the S as well. So that was that's good because you can get certain angles with that that are a little more difficult on the bed. <laughs> It's always fun. Like sex gymnastics. Yes, exactly. Oh, exactly. that's funny. Yeah, it was it was interesting because it was um, definitely a lesson for me in compersion. Because I won't say I was jealous, mm-hmm. but I was so envious of you guys because you guys kept... I knew you, you spent most of the weekend together because um, Sunday you guys went dancing. the Latin The Latin dance festival or whatever. Yeah. And I was so like... I, again, I wasn't jealous, but I was like... Oh, I want to be there. It was, it was be that there. fear of missing out kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I was really bummed uh, that I wasn't able to be part of it because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be part of it with both of you all, not just like with one of, or the other. Yeah. Uh, so it was just like, ah. Um, and then Monday when I landed uh, in, so I had landed in Brisbane before I came home to Sydney, um, we you know, got on FaceTime and then... Yeah, he was over that night. That was when we podcasted. Podcasted, yeah. And... And and you got home while we were podcasting, and so afterwards we we FaceTimed or Skyped or whatever. It was FaceTime. Yeah, and so we uh, and it was you know just started out saying hi to you and talking and stuff, and then I don't know somehow somebody got naked. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then someday we didn't have no clothes on, and then, and then you guys took me back to the bedroom uh-huh. and. Uh, you pegged him, uh-huh. and I masturbated furiously. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. the way the world's supposed to be. Yes. Uh, but naked, that was naked FaceTime. It was really hot um, to watch you guys have sex, and to yeah. you know, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, it was a. I guess for me, it was a gentleman-filled weekend. I'd, it was. Yeah. Just kind of happened to be, but it was awesome. Jealous. Yeah. Color me jealous, but in Duh. a good, positive way. <laughs> Envious. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, and, and again, I like having, it's nice to have some place like our secret spot that I can go to, you know, both on my own. And if I want, you know, like to take him, like I wouldn't take just anybody, but you know, he's, he's someone a little more special. So. He's not just anybody. Yeah. 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 Um, but it is, it is nice to, to be able to go and to do that. And it's a good, it's a fun place to be. And, and you never know what the night's going to bring. Yeah. You just never know. <laughs> Mom always said, OSS is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Oh, my mouth is full of nougat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, you're terrible. Uh, Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else over there? No. Missed four, page, four pages of notes? They're little pages. Apparently, uh, the gentleman also rubbed off on you there, too. Well, they were little pages, and I didn't want to forget something because I knew I knew I would. Yeah. It was going to be long enough before we got back to it, and I wanted to remember some details. Fair enough. So, yeah. Um, all right. So we recently were tagged in, um, on, on Twitter. Uh, somebody... Had had tagged us in something that the ABC had posted on Twitter, um, and it was the 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 main uh, article was, "Can you stop kids from watching online porn?" Uh, and it was a lady lady by the name of Libby Gore who was investigating this uh, for for ABC, uh, and we were um, kind of called out uh, by. Uh, a lady at the recidivist, um, recidivist. It's hard for me to say. Yeah. Uh, who is an? Uh, she's an amazing artist. She's the one that has designed the, the t-shirts for Rule Thirty Four mm-hmm. Club. But she pinged us and was asking um, our opinion on on this article. And so we read the article. We watched the uh, accompanying um, clip news clip but the the long and short of it is they're they're concerned about 
young people watching porn, and mm-hmm. that's that's the main concern. And then, can we prevent this? How can we stop this? So, do you want me to start my long and um, in depth rant, or would you like to start your long and in depth rant? Go ahead. Um, I, so of course, you know, this article is, they go to the government and they're trying to get the government to, uh, in fact, there is an e-safety commission now who is trying to determine, you know, a way to prevent children from watching porn, which it's, that's dumb. Like I was watching porn before there was the internet. Um, you know, it was, it was magazine porn, Hustler, and and, yeah. and bootleg VCR tapes. Yeah, porn's been around for a long time in various forms. And, and while it may not have always been as easy to get to or the volume of it available, it's always been there. Yes, and granted, there's and kids, many more varieties. Yes. But you are not going to keep this out of children's hands. Yeah. And kids, teenagers, they're curious creatures. They yes. want to know. They want to see. You are, there's nothing, I am a firm believer that there is nothing that could be done. We could ban internet porn and there would still be porn. Um, so I, I would like to make that very clear. People will always find a way. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and so then the the argument is, you know, well, we need to. One of the arguments that they make is we need to look at the type of porn that's being made because, you know, there there are rape porn, mm-hmm. but it's they are they're done. And I've watched these porn because out of just per, I don't, I'll admit curiosity. personal interest and yeah. curiosity. Um, but every rape porn I have ever seen, at the end of the porn, once it's done, they interview the victim, be it male or female, and they're talking, you know, did you have a good time? And they're, all, you know, you always say, oh, my God, yes, this was such a great experience. Thank you. You know, it's always positive. Because there's a lot of consent that goes yes. on in what's going to happen, how it's going to work, and, and it's all directed and scripted. Yes. It is very carefully controlled, although it looks like it's not controlled. Mm-hmm. Which then is the next issue, which is once if that gets clipped, cropped, and moved to another site, and you don't get all of that um, consent, right. you know, so then then young people see this and they think it's normal. So mm-hmm. for me, I think that the responsibility lies in two locations. The responsibility relies in the parents to teach their children what. Um, what a healthy relationship looks like and what porn actually is. You know, we often say in our sex ed classes, the reason we started doing such a sex education is because we either have learned about sex by fumbling through ourselves, and there are going to be massive gaps of information if we do that, or we've learned about it from watching porn, which is the equivalent of learning about physics from watching Star Wars or Star Trek. It's, you know... It's not based in reality. Um, sure, there's some stuff that might look real, but that doesn't make it real. Mm-hmm. So I think as parents, you know, and, and I guess it's easy for me to say because I'm not a parent, but I think if you want to be a responsible parent, you should discuss what sex, what porn is, what sex really looks like, uh, and the differences between what we can learn from porn and what we shouldn't learn from porn. That's the first responsibility. And the other responsibility is schools. I think, you know, sex education in schools is vastly lacking. Um, In the video, one of the things they talk about is the young lady is pressured by her partner for anal. Um, He wants anal, he wants anal because he sees it in porn, or at least that's what we assume. Um, Look, I think if schools were more uh, or parents would allow schools to be more open and honest with children as to what um, a healthy sexual relationship looks like, how you can safely and healthily do things like things like anal um, and oral sex that. And also teaching what consent is, which comes both from the parents and from the schools, I would say. Then we would realize that that porn is exactly what it is. It's an art. Whether Mm -hmm. you like it or you hate it, it's it's still an art form. Mm -hmm. It's no different than Star Wars. It's no different than Westerns. um, And it's no different than seeing the, the local Roy Lichtenstein uh, at the, at the art museum. It is, it's a form of art and you, we, we don't go to the movies and then apply those things to the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most of us are smart enough that when we went to the movies and saw Alien, that we didn't think that there were aliens out in space eating people. Um, I don't know. It's just... 
Well, and I think the other thing, too, is is from the parents' perspective, and, and we don't have children, um, but I'm just thinking back to, you know, when I was growing up and I was a teenager, you know, my parents didn't really talk to me about sex, especially not porn. Yeah. And it was just, it was something that you didn't talk about. And, and it would be, would have been nice to have been able to have that open conversation, that open dialogue again, you know, what does a healthy relationship look like? Um, and, and to, if, if you're, you know, if a child is looking at porn, why are they doing it and try to find out why, is it just kind of natural curiosity? Is, is there some kind of obsession and maybe that could become an issue that needs to maybe be dealt with. But if it's just kind of a natural curiosity, an occasional thing, because we're all learning our bodies as well and playing with ourselves and learning how that works. And it's a, it can be a, a, a good, I'm going to say a tool to use to at least to stimulate and to give you an idea as to where to start if you have no other guidance. Yeah. And again, without any good sex education in schools, which we didn't have growing up. Oh, no. Um, little, if any. Uh, so without that, that guidance and an open dialogue with our parents that we could talk to them about, what, what are you left to go to? You know, and you, you have to have, there has to be some other place if they don't want children, I'm going to say children, but I mean teenagers, to access porn, where are they going to go to learn these things? You know, because they're, they're curious. They want to know. Yeah. And, I mean, I see, look, I, I see it, nothing wrong. I, I see nothing wrong with it. I'm going to say all types of porn. Mm-hmm. I think there is something of value to all pieces of art, whether I, you know, like it or not, whether I, um, uh, you know, if, if it's something that turns me on or not, mm-hmm. um, you just need that. You, there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance and there has to be an understanding and there has to be a, um, there has to be an understanding that the difference between reality and, and fake. And I think that we still, as adults, we've talked to adults that yes. assume that porn is just two people who get on set and have sex. Right. And what they don't realize is that just like everything else, it is storyboarded. It is scripted. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, shot sometimes out of order that it's, you know, every time you see a cut, there might be a 20, 30 minute break mm-hmm. in there. You know, and, and there's where... three to five people in the room yeah. filming. It's, it's as far from reality. It is as far from reality as Star Trek is. Yeah. And I think that's where having context, giving children context as to how it's made, what happens, you know, how it comes to be and having, like you said, those warnings after them and discussions with the the actors and actresses um, can be really helpful to give kids a a bit of context around, you know, how it happens and and what it is. Um, But at the same time, when you look at controlling it and, you know, how how do people expect the government to control it? The, The only way you can do it is if it were a subscription based thing, which is out there. A lot a of lot. them are. There's and a lot. You should definitely pay for your porn. Yes. But at the same time, people rip it off. And that's where you lose some of those warnings in that context and things like that. But again, the problem with the subscription service, or if, if all porn everywhere, people had to go in and verify who they were, whatever age, how, however they're going to do that, then it becomes a privacy issue as well. Yeah. And because no matter what, how little or how much data is collected, there's a chance it's going to get hacked, it's going to get out. And as long as porn is also seen uh, with a bit of a stigma around it, that can be damaging to people if it gets out. Yeah. And there is a stigma around porn, like it or not. Yeah, and it's it's really frustrating. But, um, you know, I, I don't think that government regulation is the, is the solution. No. I think that uh, government regulation is a crutch that schools and parents specifically parents, uh, and society uses to take the pressure off of them so that they don't have to deal with it. Mm. Um, and it can be a difficult conversation. I'm not no, saying it's not going to be easy, easy. but you know, but, that's part of being a parent. You yeah. signed up for hard shit. So <laughs> suck it up buttercup and do your job. Um, then that may sound cold, but look, you, you signed up for this, you know, do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the way I see, um, this whole, I will say, touching on body image issues. Yes. Um, look, I will agree that there. you look at porn and you see, you know, big-breasted, small-waist women 
on, on average. Um, and you see these big muscly Muscle. dudes with yeah. giant massive cocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that healthy for kids? No. But I don't understand why we're so concerned about that when we're less concerned about all the magazines that we see in grocery stores. Because uh, I challenge you to go to any grocery store and, and look at the magazines on the, on the sale rack there and not see uh, images that are damaging to young kids. And they're going to see that many more times than they're going to see porn. Mm-hmm. Um, Every time we go out, we're inundated with media that shows us what we're supposed to look like. It shows the ideal. And shows the ideal. Somebody's ideal. Well, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Somebody else's ideal. Um, And to blame porn for that is fucking stupid. Um, Yeah, start start with the big problem and then work your way to the small problems. Because I think if we worked with, if we could fix the the mass media problem with the way we show bodies and body body image, that's going to trickle down to porn Um, because porn is, it may be a bigger market, but it's um, a market that tends to stay hidden in the closet. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Any further thoughts on that? I have nothing to add. No. Yeah. Soapbox put away. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening as always. Find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at by the by podcast. Email us at uh, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, the website, got, I'm working on the website, people. Be patient with me. Let, be realistic. How many of y'all actually look at the website anyway? Really? Tell me the <laughs> truth. I'm talking to you, microphone people. Uh, but when it will be back, it will be back at uh, au. Uh, I feel bad because hopefully with some improvements. We, on on um, Friday night, we were at our secret spot and mm-hmm. talking to a couple, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, I was on your website and I was looking at the pictures." I'm like, "Oh my god, you were actually on the website." She was like, "Yes, your pictures are really great." I'm yeah. like, "I guess I do need to work on the website." Yeah, we want to put some additional content up there as well when it when we get it back together. Yeah, so we'll work on that. Um, and we're working on some special stuff to do in the future with you folks. Mm-hmm. So uh, more on that. We're just going to sort of tempt you with, with a that. Teaser. A little teaser. We'll come back to that when we come back to that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be home. Yeah. So, it's good to have you home. Uh, yay. <laughs> um, so we'll talk to you guys later. And uh, ooh, hope to see you at Pendulum Party. Yes. Come out and see us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 